Okay, welcome back, folks. I am Jack Nickle here with Steve Peterson, and we are here for episode three. Boy, it has been a fabulous two weeks working on this project with you, Jack. And you know, everything kind of, like, for us, I mean, you're listening to this in the future, but for us, it's, it's not the present day, because we're behind the times, right? I've been told that. We've been told that. Um, so the last week for us, getting these episodes recorded and kind of like flushing everything out and getting it out there. Um, that's been, it's been happening. It's been fun. It's been fun. And it's, yeah, third episode. But may, maybe there's some people out there like that, that, that today you're thinking, gosh, I have a colleague. Like we talk after school in our classroom or in the teacher's lounge or we go out somewhere and we talk. Like we're kind of having the same kind of experience that you guys are. So our hope is that you have somebody that you can talk with, right? Yes. Um, but um, so whether it's podcast worthy, like us, we, we don't know. We just kind of want to see what's going on and yes. if there's an appetite for that or if people are going to um, latch onto that. And we tell ourselves that we do this podcast because we talk about this stuff anyway. We'd be doing this and, anyway. And, and we're just putting the microphone in front of us this time. Well, a microphone and a camera. Two cameras. And a camera. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're high tech here. It's good. So, Steve, in this last week or so, you know, we started this this podcast where it's like, oh, we should talk some shop. And then we kind of narrowed down some ideas and, and made this trajectory of this podcast a little more um, confirmed. We, we kind of know what we're doing now. And we came up with a name that we think we're sticking with. Chop. Chops. Chop. And that's good. Chop. There we go. I got it too. Um, Teachers. Yeah, perfect. Um, Chops is a word that we use in our musical vocabulary. Right. And when we say chops, that just that's kind of like talking about your skill, right? Right. And and chops can be a term for um, like muscles on your on your lips for those of us that play brass or woodwind instruments and. Um, but chops is, is just about refining skills. Skills, right? Yes. And you heard this. Yes. And um, one of my friends, you have your friends? friends. You have friends? I, oh, sorry. 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 I, okay. I do. I do. I'll show you my friend context. Oops. But a friend of mine, dear friend who lives not too far from here, Grant Longenbaugh. Shout out to Grant. Shout out Grant. Um, who is a small business owner in Goshen, which is where we are. Mm-hmm. He is a part owner of Janus Motorcycles, and they make these really cool bikes and have a really fun business going on and reaching out to some people and selling a good quality product. But he does use that as a business manager, uses that with people like talking about chops. And I think he's had some people ask him about it, but it's like, what are you talking about chops? Like, it's basically like you said, it's like your skill, your, ability to use the tools that you have to craft something. Yes. So you could have salespeople chops. You could have improvisation chops. You could have um, exercise or fitness chops, right? Baking chops, like you like to bake, you like to cook, like you have skills, you got chops. Or then, yeah, of course, like where, I think where I've heard it the most is like, talking about jazz musicians, Mm -hmm. like he's got mad chops, mad mad skills, mad chops. So. So CHOPS was kind of a fun way to think about teaching about skills. Yes, right? tying that all together. And, and at the end of the day, we're working on our CHOPS. 
Yes. This podcast is talking about chops as teachers, and we do dive into the music side of things mm-hmm. from time to time. Mm-hmm. But again, we want to make this applicable to those of you in education that aren't music teachers. And, and we've kind of been with this tagline for the last couple weeks for ourselves that this is for a seventh grade science teacher. Yes. That everything we talk about, hopefully, if we're doing our part well, can be um, translated into terms of, of teaching for a seventh grade science yes. teacher. Um, so that's chops. That's chops. And again, what we'll be talking about, you know, chops as a as our teaching, chops and getting to know more material, and mm-hmm. chops as getting to know our students. Mm-hmm. And by the way, on the podcast logo, that is a baton on a cutting board. On a cutting board, chops. And that baton was um, I. I know um, it looks like really high quality and like I did a really good job with this, I know, but like I took that picture, I took that picture and that baton was given to me by former band director Jerry Nipple and my private trumpet teacher. And all around great, um, great teacher, great in teacher. Our area and who's been taught many wonderful students over the years. And it was also my cutting board that I used many times. I had nothing in that. Okay, so that's chops. That's chops. That's first thing. And then second thing we want to talk about today was summer. That's what all teachers want to talk about right now. That's like the hot topic. It's <sighs> good. Is, that is. Um, so today is June 27th. Which, this is the day that episode one came out. <laughs> right? So. Woo! Yeah, so we're like coming full circle here. So yeah, June 27th. This is this is kind of winding down our summertime. We're, we're getting there. Because we got out of school like June 1st. June 1st. And now we're getting there, and then we start heading back in the next couple weeks. But we've had some time, hopefully, to kind of recharge. So, Steve, can you give us a little glimpse into your summer? Because we like to think that teachers do do get away from right. school and, right. and take some time. Right. And we, I think we had decided before this episode that we don't want to make this like a self-care. Take care of yourself. Take care. Like, you know, you're precious, and you need to recharge those batteries and sit in a hammock. Like... If you want to do that, that's fine. But we're, we're saying what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're not prescribing it for you. Mm-hmm. And if you need to like research and take master classes and graduate school and teach band camp and it. literacy, you go, go for it. it. If, if that's your thing, mm-hmm. then go for it. So for us and for myself, so that would probably describe my summer. It's more like, yeah. Yeah. Because the first day of summer, like Friday and that June 1st, it's, it's kind of like, huh. Like it kind of showed up. Yeah. I remember our colleague last week, uh, we got together with Brian Golden, and he said, like the school year ended, and he was like, huh. It, it wasn't like, yeah, right. school's out, let's go. It wasn't like that. It was, because I think there's more like, um, I don't know, I'm not going to say heaviness, but I think um, I use this analogy all the time with my own life, my own mind, and I think it works well with students, and the students can grab onto it, is I use the analogy of the snow globe. Mm -hmm. And if I think about the school year just like shaking my head, and and I'm not bashing teaching at all, I'm not, you know, I'm not, but it's just, you know, we're on a pretty hectic pace sometimes, and it's just a lot of, input and a lot of stimulus and just a lot of people we're talking to and so there just needs to be a time that I can let the snow globe kind of settle now for me for myself 
my youngest son, Jacob, just graduated from Concord High School. Shout out so, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Shout out Jacob, whoop, whoop, class of uh, 2023. He graduated on Tuesday, June 6th, and then we had a graduation party. Maybe your part of the country does that. We have open houses in our community, and you know, you set up your garage and backyard, right. whatever. And so we had ours in the 10th. So that first week out, excuse me, we had fam- family and friends around, and we were setting up for the open house and doing some yard projects. So it wasn't a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. It was definitely not thinking about teaching because I was doing something physical, you know, landscaping or running errands or whatever it was. But then both my sons um, left the day after the party. Adam, who just um, got out of Purdue, graduated from Purdue, and Jacob had been gone for the last two and a half weeks to southeastern Kentucky to volunteer at a camp in southeastern Kentucky. And so um, the house has been open and my wife, Kathy, works. And so Oliver and I are home during the day. And I really had to make myself that first day. I don't think I told you this, but the first day I made myself do nothing. Like sit. I did sit. Okay. I did move to the backyard. I did go for walks, but there were like a number of things like saying, should do this. <laughs> you should do this. You should return this. You should clean this. You should stack this. Like, sure. I made myself do. You should do your laundry. You should, I made myself listen to none, none of that, and resisted the urge to start a little project or to finish a project. And I did read. Sure. Um, I read a book. I had a lot of quiet time. I had music time, I have the back room, the men den, and I sat out there for a lot. Um, but but I was you were a, intentional. I was very intentional, just about, yeah, you should really clean out that drawer, or you should, you know, clean up this back area, or do this laundry, or put this away from the party. There's still stuff sure. to put away from the open house. Sure. And I just, demanded of myself to do nothing I mean what higher level than that but because I think the um, I don't know if you feel like this sometimes in the school year you're like I just wish I just had time just to do nothing just time to preach preach it you know and then when you're in the throes of it maybe it's exams or grading papers or projects or band trips or auditions or concerts or science labs whatever you're doing you're just like oh boy just when I have that Saturday and I have six hours and I can just do nothing, that's what I had. That's great. And so I didn't want that to just kind of bypass and just fly by and to have done the same old crud that I would normally do. I just wanted that to be like a sacred, quiet, solemn, just just not responsible for anything. Did you feel like the relief of that as I did, but I had to keep checking myself not to do anything. I mean, it's not like I was like walking around, you know. I, I mean, I had I was I was clothed and I my house was safe, but I just didn't get anything done. But it was by design, and it yeah. did feel relieving. And I there wasn't that guilt. That somebody was watching me because mm. nobody was watching me. I had the house to myself. <laughs> Oliver is like, this is the best day ever, yeah. <laughs> right? 
Yes, Oliver's is Steve's dog. Right, he that, he's a labradoodle, and so labradoodle. he was like, "This he's is all cool. about doing nothing," and he wants to do nothing or take that. a walk. Yes, so, so that's great. Um, so that's then after that, then I kind of slowly got into a groove, but it does take a while. I don't know our fellow educators out there or you, Jack, but when you're going so many RPMs and you're just kind of going at this pace, when you stop, all of a sudden. It, it doesn't feel like immediately you could just go into that space, right? It, it takes a while to decrescendo, let right? The snow let, let the snow globe settle. Let the globe settle. Let the velocity slow down and the amplitude calm down, yes. you know, soften. So, um, so then my last two weeks, since the boys have been gone and my wife is working, it's been, you know, a different idea of like making use of my time, but... Plenty of quiet time in the morning, like in a longer quiet time. Um, more reading on my um, own. More intentional listening to jazz out of, out of my uh, playlist that I talked about in the other episode. Um, I've been visiting my parents who live in a town uh, about 30 minutes north in Michigan. And they're elderly, of course, and been spending more time with them. And my brother helping them get things done around their properties. Um, or going up for meals, um, trying to be intentional about um, meeting up with friends, mm -hmm. you know, whether it be going to the jazz festival with a couple guy friends of mine or having coffee with a college student who's a former student or um, visiting with, you know, young families that have kids or whatever that is, just making time to do those things that I normally wouldn't make time during the school year to do. Sure. And you feel the difference. You feel... I do. And like I feel like it's... Because I'm running at a lower gear now. Yes. You know? And it, so I guess the goal is that you be able to take some of that stillness in that lower gear. You're just kind of chugging through at a nice slower pace and that when the school year kind of ramps back up that you can kind of take some of that space with you yeah and again so, we're saying that this is like this is steve peterson this is me this is this you is me. and uh, this is how you roll and this is what's working for you this is what's working for me good for you man. and um so for maybe for you it's something else but that's that's what it is and i guess it's more of the um it's just the getting out of the no judgment zone you know i'm a grown adult yeah you do what I you want do, i can do what i want you, do what you, want. you know if i'm like as long as i'm like morally responsible and physically responsible to people like I can do what I want you know oh, like yeah. my lesson plan for my life I can make my own choices it's all you so it is kind of just letting go of some of that and that that feels good good for you um, so Jack Steve what do you got well I have been pretty busy which I didn't really intend to be, but it just kind of happened this way. Mm -hmm. How so? Um, well, you know, I, I bought the house, right? So. Lovely gigs. Thank you, thank you. So school ended on June 1st. Closed on it May 31st. So there was That's kind right. of a yeah, lot yep, yep. trying to get going on with that at the beginning. And then June 3rd, I played a gig at a winery in Westfield. In Indianapolis. Oh, in Indianapolis. That's so right. I had that going on, and that was like right after school. Oh, now man. I signed up for that. It was on the calendar. I knew that, and I love doing that stuff. But it wasn't like a, 
sell a snow globe for me either. Um, so I had that going. And then, you know, we had kind of been murmuring about this podcast thing. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like doing some looking into that yep. after that week. And then we had the jazz festival yep. last week, practicing and performing at that. Um, my birthday was in there, so I got to celebrate it with family. And then I just had another gig that I played two days ago um, at a winery in southern Michigan. Um, so I, I feel like I've just kind of been going. And I will say... It is while I'm going. It's it's a different pace mm-hmm. than it is at the school year, and mm-hmm. it's and it's little bits of different things. So it does feel kind of rejuvenating to not have like one big thing, aka your job, yep. keeping you going. But you can do other little side projects and stuff, and and that kind of kept me going. Um, and then yesterday was like the first day this summer I felt bored, and I felt kind of good about that that I finally got to settle the snow globe a little bit, and I did. I did hear your voice in my head. Oh boy. I did. And it was saying, sit. Did you? I did. Sat right there on that couch over there. Yeah. Looked out the window. It's very pleasant. Um, and it was kind of like rainy yesterday and like it was, it was like chill and, and dreary. Um, so it kind of had that like ambiance to it to just kind of sit and let things be. So that's been like the big picture stuff going on in my summer. But like on the day to day side of things, I have had like a lot of time to um, spend with family and friends, and as I was in Indianapolis, I got to see some of those friends, yes. and it was fun. And um, I've been able to like work out every day, yeah. and you know I'm into running, yep. and um, I've, I've been running more, and that's been that's like really good for me. Like that's my snow globe settle time yep. in some ways. That even though I'm listening to something, or um, I spend like a lot of time just like letting my mind wander, and I'm always thinking about random stuff, and then it kind of lets the palate be cleansed okay. in that sense. Um, so that's been enjoyable and makes me feel good to be able to run and exercise because we know as the um, school year comes around, time is, is a little more scarce yeah. and so is energy. Yes. Um, but overall, I do feel like pretty rejuvenated and having the little side projects for me is like kind of a fun energy giver. Right. So well, that's pretty good. cool though. You've been doing your, uh, the winery gigs like playing guitar, singing mm-hmm. for an audience, usually in a, um, a beautiful setting, like a winery is usually, you know, among the vineyards or in the, oh, yeah. on the country and, you know, people that are relaxing in your entertainment. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It is exhausting to stand up and sing for three hours sure. straight, but sure. man, by the end of the day, it's like, it's pretty fun yeah. and it's energy well spent. Have you been thinking about, um, school? I have. I don't necessarily want to be, okay. but it just finds its its way in there. Have you? Yes. Okay. A little bit, and I think I took a lead from you. See, you t- I you took a lead from me with the silence thing, but you said that you're going to start getting after some projects, maybe um, for the coming school year, mm-hmm. like once band starts yeah. and we have like half days and yep. maybe starting to create some material for kids and you know some finale exercises or whatever and uh, methods and more planning then because because we're already at school right and kind of use that as site work time right it's not paid time per se but we're up we're there anyway and they're kind of in a work environment Mm -hmm. and kind of get after that so what are you thinking what's been on your mind i haven't been thinking that much about band, but when I do, um, you, 
usually the summer is when my jazz bands sound the best. The summer is when your jazz bands sound the best? Right. At the performance we just had? No. In your in head? My mind. In your mind. Got it. Because I'm listening to tunes. Oh, and you're like, oh, oh no, we can play that. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I was driving around yesterday up to Michigan and back, and I was playing some tunes. <laughs> you know, there's always some tunes I come back to. Okay. It's like, this is the year we're going to do this. And I listened to it. I was like, oh, we sounded amazing. Like, you know, I'm just trying to envision um, with the jazz bands, you know, different personalities <laughs> and different sure. personnel, um, different soloists and different sections and how to help them create the right um, music performance um, expectations. Um, so, yeah, I think about that. Um, and, I, and I do think about marching band, so maybe... Maybe this would be a good segue. Perfect. We need like a segue. Need segue music. I'm gonna use the segue water that is cleansing the palate. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maple City water, some of the best. Shout out, Ocean. Shout out. Um. So our situation here at Concord with uh, Jack and myself, we both teach in Concord Community Schools. Our high school is about 1,700 students. We got out of school June 1st. And on July 10th, the first official day of band for summer marching band begins. Okay, That is also the same day across our district that the beginning orchestra starts and the beginning band starts. Right? Mm -hmm. um, there has been summer school going on in our district. Um, yeah, that started like the week after. The week after. God bless and those teachers. God bless those teachers and those students Ooh. are taking them. Some of them are taking them because they want to, some because they have, have to. to. So, yeah. um, <laughs> that's a good right? point. Yeah. Right? Some of them like to Same use is probably true as the teachers. Exactly. Some of them <laughs> teach because they, they want, want to. to. So, right, right. Yeah. And um, so we have not had any teaching responsibilities except for Jazz Festival last week mm -hmm. with the jazz band and the re one rehearsal and one performance, which was a good time. And time well spent with the kids. Um, we um, start teaching marching band on July 10th, and those are like half days. Right, and this, this part is kind of where we're gonna dive into what our back half of our summer looks like, which is kind of our beginning of the school year, in some ways, because this group of students called the marching band stays with us through November, December. Yes. Um, so we're trying to make this applicable to you, a non-music teacher, or you, a music teacher that starts right. later, as just kind of things that we're doing to get back in, and be ready for the school year. So if you're a science teacher and you're thinking, this is like comparable to our, to your opening days of school. Yeah. And we're getting our curriculum set out, right. getting our classroom procedures. Right. For, for one class. For one class. And, and if it is too soon for you to start thinking about that and you need to press like pause delete on this episode please do that's fine right we feel you so we're going to be talking about what we dream and scheme of for the students that we work with mm -hmm. for about how do we want this to start and how do we want it to develop and how do we want it to end kind of um this journey yeah big picture um, so to give you like the time time frame of this, okay. we do one week with our 
Um, it's called our new marcher camp, but that's our, our new members and upperclassmen are invited to come back. Right. So we do that half days, Monday through Friday, four hours. Then we have two weeks of everybody mm-hmm. uh, for eight hour days. Right. And then we do another about a week and a half of half days, but they're in the evening. Evenings. So that's that's uh, three to four weeks. Okay. Of of full time teaching with these with these kids, not full time, but three to four weeks of teaching with these kids, and then we pretty much hit the start of the school year, mm-hmm. and we go with that group until October 29th, mm-hmm. something like that. So that's that's kind of our big picture, and we're we're starting out here in just a couple weeks. And then we're thinking of where we want to end up, right. and we're we're talking all the things that we need to have in mind, right. as Steve had just mentioned. So, Steve, as, as these days are approaching, what's kind of been on your mind for, for Mr. Peterson and for Mr. Peterson's class, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the Flutes and Clarinets, and maybe for Mr. Peterson's colleagues, mm-hmm. a.k.a. our mm-hmm. marching band staff? Yeah. What, are some, what are some thoughts you have? Dreams and schemes, as you said. Dreams and schemes. I kind of like that. We should make a bumper sticker. Dreams and schemes, the DSL coda. Dreams and schemes at the finish. That's good. That's good. Hashtag Chops Podcast. Could you hashtag this DSL coda? Hashtag DSL coda. Dreams and schemes to the finish. Dreams and schemes to the. I'm I'm with you. Okay. Right. So, um, <laughs> I think I ideally the the big picture doesn't change as much. It's more the navigation of the day-to-day that mm, okay. will change. And some of you may be going, what? Like, your day-to-day should be the same. And then, But, so, like, last year, um, and we had mentioned this in an earlier episode, that um, every student every day. Mm-hmm. And I think the every student every day is a great way to kind of start our staff outlook since I is staff. You is staff. You is staff. You are staff, staff too. Is this about that the band, the marching band is there for the students as a vehicle to help them develop musically, socially, intellectually, and emotionally. Well said. I think I said all those correctly. I don't that think was, I double dipped. No, that was good. Right. We'll sound bite that. Yeah, we yeah, got that. That but that is a that's the vehicle. The, the, the band is there for the students. The students are not there for the band. That's good. And there are um, there is a teacher, Dr. Tim Weltzenheiser, that taught, he's a um, outstanding uh, motivational speaker, musician, leadership guru, but just talks about the the need for leaders, including teachers, to be the servant, like the servant leadership. And it makes me think just about revisiting that in my own mind, the importance of, I am there to be with the students. You are. That's, that's why I'm being paid by the school district. I am there to not babysit, but I'm there to um, encourage, to teach, enable, 
uh, develop, challenge, um, push, pull, um, listen, talk to, whatever, those students and my vehicle, again, is marching band for the summer. And I know our colleagues at the other end of the building on their football camp, Coach Craig Kaler and um, other coaches are thinking of the same thing. They're developing their students and the vehicle they're using is football. Yes. It takes me to the phrase that I heard sometime, like, we, we use music to make the kid. We don't use the kid to make, make the, the music. music. Right. Insert football. Right, right exactly. Yeah, same idea. And for the um, like teachers who are teaching um, non-elective classes, I'm, I know that there's like mm -hmm. a big pull to the standards. Yeah. There's a lot of accountability to get to the standards. And yeah. I'm guessing that's kind of the, the other motivating factor is that we got to get these kids learning the standards and we got to get them doing what they can. But you're right. Everything's got to be kid-centric. Right. And in, so the cynical side of education well that that's great i'm good for you guys you know doing that good for you yeah, just want to have the kids have fun yeah have a good, good time. for you good guys for you. wow that's just great you're doing that and but i think it's very like intentional um one of the another big thing that i think about besides every student every day is to think about rate helping raise my students in the band towards the lofty goal of working myself out of a job. Oh, preach it. Okay. Preach it. So, realistically, I'm not going to work myself out of the job, but the, the way that we think about this, the way I think about it is, what is it that I would absolutely have to be there for? And what is a lot of it that the students could do on their own? Yes. If given enough information about how to teach and how to train and how to inspire, can they do a lot of that? Not because I want to do less, but because they can do more and they can kind of grow this product. Yes, it's empowering. Empowering. And and then, but to do that, you have to do, there has to be a lot of steps oh, to get yeah. your students up there. Yes. And so, even though the opening days of marching band can be not as stressful, they're stressed less, in some ways, that should be the most like impactful time where we're putting, for those of you on the first day of science class, your, your, ex, um, your expectation, expectations and procedures, that's when you're putting it into the students and about your plan and getting that going early on. If I'm teaching procedures and I'm teaching my dream for the kids at the end of September and October, it's broken. It's too or late. It's too late. Yeah. It's, it's too late. Um, the air filter is dirty. I just have to wait and get a new air filter <laughs> next year, right? That's so, true. That's true. So um, the kind of things that I, I think about is that with that engagement of thinking of talking to every student every day, with my 50 kids and the flutes and clarinets, talking to every kid every day, of establishing that is like a system of kind of like honoring the kids, of knowing that they're seen and heard every day. Um, and then the sec and then the next thing is with acknowledging the students every day I know where I'm going I just don't know how I'm getting there which is kind of the story that I teach how you teach yeah. okay is that um, <laughs> is that I want the students to 
I want to help change their framework and their 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 state of mind of I have to be it here. I have to be here. Mm. Oh you know yeah, where this is going. I do. You guys, so, yep, you go. You, what do you mean, Mr. Peterson? I had to come to band today. I had to come to band. No, he's got this one liner. He says it all the time. Go, Steve. You always have a choice. What do you mean? I always have a choice, Jack. Anything you do in life, you have a choice. And the more that we can embrace the fact that most of our life, our choices, the more empowerment we get as a human to pursue those activities, and we're making a choice. Everything we do in life is a choice. Well, That's Mr. Cool. Peterson, I had to come to band today. Well, no, you no. didn't. You could have screamed at your mom. Yeah, she tried my to mom, my mom would have made me... Okay, so she drops you off at 59117 Min Men Way. She goes away and you don't go to band. Or you go hide in the school. Yeah. Or you call her and say, I'm coming home. Or you don't have to do no, those you've things. You've got a choice. Got Every a day choice. you have a choice. It may not feel like a choice. Right. Now, there are consequences. There, and there that, are consequences. That's the part of it. Yeah. Not coming to school, not coming to first period algebra class, there's consequences to that. But the idea is that. Why don't we help students kind of see the choices that they're making and that you're choosing to come to that. So it doesn't seem like an oppressive thing if you're going to eight hours at band camp, not because you have to, because you chose to. Right. Now, it doesn't mean you always want to. No. Because you might be tired. You might be sunburned. You might be caring for somebody who's sick and you have right. other big ideas in your mind about what you need to do, but you're choosing to come and to be there and yes. you're making the choices to do that activity that day. And that's a less of a, I told you to do this, start doing it better. No, we're, we're doing it from the inside out. So every student every day and repeating that mantra to the staff, but then also the mantra to the students, you always have a choice and we're making a choice to show up every day. And I hope in some way that that does eventually resonate with people, even myself, but that I'm making a choice to come to band every day. And I'm making a choice to be a teacher. Yes. I don't have to be a teacher. Even at this point in my career, I could still hit the eject button and go do something else. I could make more money, I could make less money, but I have the choice. Or I could choose to be unemployed. It wouldn't look real glamorous, but I have that choice. And um, there's things I need to pay for and our family needs to pay for. So there's a lot of reasons I keep on going with my job, but it, it's a choice. And again, you could go down the skeptical teacher route. Yeah. Say, oh, how do the teenagers react when you say it's always a choice? Actually, I think it's been pretty successful because you've said this before in our classroom and the kids go, huh? Like they've never thought about it that way, that, that right. it really is a choice. And it's not necessarily all like sunshine and rainbows no. as soon as they hear that. But it does like open their eyes to this idea of it is their choice. And uh, obviously in, in an elective class, they did sign up on a piece of paper that said, I choose to be a fan. Because yeah. that's how we roll. But every day, it's, it's still their choice right. to, to show up and to participate. Right. And I'll, I'll just, I'll say one more thought about that. And yeah. then I'll pass it off to you. And then, um, but... It, I think it helps the group. I know it helps me. Like if we have a concert mm -hmm. or a gathering, maybe it's a full marching band rehearsal and I'm talking to the band. Mm -hmm. Or 
it's Christmas spectacular. We're all 200 kids in the band are together, right? Or the jazz bands are sure. together. But to say something like, thank you for yes. making the choice to be with us. Today. Yes. And it, it, it kind of, I think students sometimes, I'm sure this is common across many venues, like school districts and many activities, that students um, don't always feel seen and heard. In mm-hmm. that, well, they just, you know, we have to go to that. That's what they, they we're going to get in trouble if we don't go. But just the idea that, like, thanks for making the choice to be at this rehearsal yes. today at 6 p.m. on a Wednesday night. Yes. On this middle of September. Thanks for making that choice. Thanks for being with us on this Sunday afternoon, um, getting ready for our Christmas spectacular, you know, holiday school-wide show that we're doing. Thanks for being a part of this. Thanks for choosing to come to Jazz Band today and going on this trip with us. You know, you had a lot of other things you had going on, but you chose to be with us. And I think when you start off a class or a performance day or a rehearsal, that can really help change the, the mindset of the staff and the students. That we don't take students for granted. Absolutely. Right? Well, you should be here. Well, um, I'm glad you're here. You made the choice to be here. Well, and, and to think, too, like what, the, what kids get out of school, right? I mean, obviously, a lot. Yes. They get a lot out of school. But in a kid's mindset, they don't. A lot, I, I think a lot of the time they just think it's it's just kind of a waste. Yes. Now, if they look at the like the day to day, like did they have a good time? Most of the time, I think students are like as a as a fault are being engaged and are challenged in right. school and are having a good experience. But as adults, we can take that for granted because we have um, a carrot being dangled in front of us called money. Yes. In everything we do. That's why we show. I mean, right. Ultimately, we need we need to get paid. Right. We need to pay bills. But kids, they're choosing to do extra. Yes. Especially in an extracurricular like marching band when they're at the school for an extra 20 hours a week. Yes. And there is something yeah. that keeps them coming back. Yes. And I think we need to be aware of that. Yes. Of why they keep on coming back. And, and you notice we have not, sorry, we have not talked about music and we have not talked about no. marching. <laughs> no. Right? No. And It's not that. And it's not that. And to think about why kids, why students choose to come back. And, and what you just said, just saying like making it welcoming and saying it's a choice to be here, yes. creating that sort of culture yes. has to be a key to that solution. Yes. And the more I teach music, the more I'm around that, the more of a question it is to why the kids keep coming back. Because it's hard work, man. It is hard work. And they get zero dollars for it. They right. actually pay. Right. They pay to participate in most extracurriculars. And... I mean, it's great job security for us because we got kids showing up. But my gosh, they work like dogs. Right, and it's it's hours away from them that they could be working. Oh yeah, for sure, making right? money for sure, um, high school level. So it is. I mean, that that's like a big picture thing. I talk nothing about day to day operations. No, I, that's kind of like more of the wow. overall arching wow. umbrella. Um, every student, every day, and you always have a choice and that's kind big. of embracing the students. In that culture, and so, yeah, and talking about your little leadership thing that you would like to get going in your group. Yes, yes, that and so yeah, I didn't really talk about brass tacks about that, but just the idea that helping the students be able to function more without 
league. Which sounds like making kids into adults. Right. That's kind of our end goal as teachers, right? right? Helping them to be proactive and not reactive. Boom. Good. We can't drop the microphone because it's on the stand. Okay. That's good. So that's Steve Peterson's look into marching. There we go. There we go. So, Jack. I go now? I go now? Okay. You go. You go now. Go to CIS now? Okay. So, same thing. I'm looking into the marching man season just like Steve. And um, I have not done a ton of thinking about school mm-hmm. as I said when I do when I run like sometimes those thoughts kind of come in and there's something about the like the endorphins going mm-hmm. I'm serious when I run that like I kind of do get like kind of jacked up about thinking school stuff a little bit like in a good way mm-hmm. and it's fun um, so I think a lot about where I want my kids to be and similar to Steve I believe there's a big piece of the puzzle in their relationship with each other and my kids, I have a smaller group than you do in the marching band. I teach, I think I'm going to have about 37 mm-hmm. this year, and you probably have close to a little under 50. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing with kids that we learn from, well, this was like a, a phrase from another band director, um, Mike Pope, mm-hmm. said, kids, you ha- we have to assume that kids have good intentions and mm-hmm. kids want to do well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true. I think kids want to do well. Their intentions are always good, but sometimes the way that they approach those intentions are not the best. Mm-hmm. And I notice that a lot, like when they're left to their own devices. Mm-hmm. And in in our classroom, um, our classroom is called a football field, mm-hmm. in this sense. So if you're imagining what that looks like, I hope you can. Um, it's a hundred hundred yards long, yeah. right? So a lot of space. Yeah. And the tool of proximity in teaching is not always applicable on the marching band field right. when there are flags and rifles being thrown and kids moving at like 10 miles an hour. You can't always go up in their two-foot personal bubble. Yeah, tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, could you please knock that off? No, you'll get run over. You can't do that. So we do have to be a little more proactive in our educational climate. And giving kids tools to be successful, to be successful is a big piece of that puzzle. And that is a puzzle to teach kids how to lead themselves and how to lead others. Mm-hmm. And they have to figure out how to lead themselves before they can lead mm-hmm. others, right? We kind of learned that one. Um, and I have to figure out, and this isn't like, I, I'm going to figure this out in two weeks. This is like a, a career-long journey, yeah, sure. right, of how to teach effective leadership strategies. Um, and that, if we can get that going, I think that's, I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. Because the content, the lesson, a.k.a., notes and rhythms and, and learning the drill for the show, that will come. It's going to come whether the they are well-managed or not. Yes. It's going to. It'll just be easier one way or yes. the other. Um, and it will be better one way or the other. Yes. But that getting the, the climate right of how they interact with each other is going to be my goal. Mm-hmm. And I think the way I want to go about that is say less. <laughs> Say less. There's like a, this kind of idea of like um, if you take if you take one teenager and put them in a room of twenty other teenagers and these twenty teenagers are all doing this one thing, that one kid doesn't want to stand out, so he's going to fit in. And it's got to be so obvious that they don't have to tell him. Yes. And if there's a pocket of of seven kids and twenty other kids, the seven might might do their own thing. 
But if we have that ratio small enough as much as possible and break it down mm -hmm. so that there is like one, one new person to four or five veterans of the group, mm -hmm. something like that, and we can spread that out, then we have this, this kind of morphing into like a, a hive mind. Yeah. So I, that's like lofty, yeah. but I think there's something to that. And that's gonna be kind of my, my plan of attack for getting the, the leadership training kind of going on and the culture right in my group. So yeah, I think that's that's powerful thinking about one student or one human going into a tribe of 20, to a group of 20, Yes. that most people are gonna follow suit. Yeah. So you're just talking about creating that culture, whatever those ideals are, Yes. that the student uh, will, the newer students, the younger students, will come in, or maybe older students that maybe need to learn it. A little refresher. A little yeah. refresher, but they'll, so then you have to, you as the teacher, need to make sure that your, we'll just use the word pods, Sure. you know, your small groups have strong leadership, and then those kids next to the leadership are willing to step towards them, yes. so it creates that next ring, so then it attracts the, the furthest out. So you're right. There are kind of like four layers yeah. here. There's me. Yeah. There are the leaders. Then I'm skipping a layer and going down to the new people. Mm -hmm. And that it's that third layer yeah. in there that can be tricky. The the, the followers. Yeah. Dr. Tim talks about that. Like yes. Dr. Tim Watson already talks about that in the, the fulcrum in about it's, it's that middle group that kind of helps determine which way the, the, the angle is going to go. Yes. And, and they talk like when you're like in student teaching or, or a new teacher that like you have to be consistent and that your expectations can't falter, whether it's August at the beginning of the school year or February. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of worried about that with my leaders. And I need to kind of help encourage them and coach them and the, that middle chunk of kids too. Yeah. Yeah. That those, and those, the middle chunk of kids are probably the, piece, the biggest piece of the puzzle. Right, because they, they're the ones that maybe want to identify with, I don't have a choice. Right. Going back to that, like, I'm so tired, or right. this is boring, or I'm hot. Or, but they're not bad kids. No, but they just kind of would swing to the, um, the hot side or cold side. Right. And so you just need to make the, the side that you want to be more attractive and to help them yes. understand the big picture. Yes. And when I'm, when I'm like working with the culture of my groups... I feel like I'm playing a chess game. Yes. I don't know if you yeah, ever feel that way. Yeah, like you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not even like a human. Like you're, you're like away from the board. Yes. And you're moving pieces when no one else is looking. Right. Because you just want it to be right, but yes. you want it to, you want to think, you want the kids to think that they did this. Right. And yeah. and ultimately they do. Right. And if there's any teenagers out there listening, this is called teaching. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, and this is not yeah. like this is not a form of manipulation. This is a mm -hmm. form. This is a um, forethought. Like you're you're imagining a goal, and sometimes your teaching is done to the group in front of them, and sometimes your teaching to the group is alongside somebody yes. and nudging them yes. and saying, "Hey, you might want to think about this," or you see something sprout up over here. That's what yes. you're talking about, the chess. Yes, absolutely. Well, and you were just talking about your goal. You said you want to teach kids to be proactive. Yes. Not That's what we're doing. Right. Is 100% what we're doing. Right. And you'll see this in any sport. Yes. 
you'll see it probably, I've never worked in the corporate world, but yes. I'm sure yes. that those CEOs yes. are moving their people around, yes. doing what they need to do. And in every successful group, I have to imagine, has a successful culture. Yes. And an attractive culture yes. that you want to be a part of. Right. That I think, no, that's a the, the chessboard. And is that you're kind of like a, you are an instructor, you're a teacher, but you're also a manager. You're a manager. And you're helping yes. students develop certain gifts that they have yes. and maybe um, set aside certain self-interests they have. And by recognizing them on a personal level. So that, that's a lot more, you know, in the trenches. Absolutely. And, and, and talking with students and, and helping them make good choices. And it's not talking, building the culture is not talking to the group of 30 saying this is what I want <laughs> this is what I expect <laughs> yes there's a time for that right you yeah. gotta have that like locker room talk or the sure. coach on the sideline like sure. I expect you know this area you know some maniacal band director you know talk I expect this <laughs> but but it's yes that's a part of it sure yes right you have to talk to the whole group right and I think pop culture Ted Lasso perfect Perfect, right? I mean, not. I, I wish that show was like appropriate because I think there's so many valuable things that yes. we could take into the classroom, but it's just not. It is just it's, not appropriate. It's not appropriate it's, to watch in the classroom. No, but Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, is like just an incredibly charismatic leader. Yes. And you're talking about creating your culture, and it's not talking in front of the group. No. Now, there are probably three or four locker room talks like in that. And those are magnificent. But all the magic is happening on the sidelines. It's yeah. happening outside of practices and just him one-on-one -on -one in those relationships. And maybe it's kitschy or cliche because that's pop, pop culture. But there's something to there that. Are some, that's why so many people have enjoyed it. Yes. And there is a realism to that show. Absolutely. In the midst of the fantasy. But there's a, there's a realism to it. And But it, it, it does boil down to the human connection. Yes. And about seeing a need... And then acting on that, and then helping them believe in the culture. Yes, and and that ultimately is what we are trying to do. Yeah, because is. if you introduce marching band to a kid, I'm going to go band centric for a second. It's 90 degrees outside. Mm -hmm. You're going to stand on a parking lot. Mm -hmm. You're going to stand still. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean still like you can't go anywhere. I mean you can't move. Can't move unless we tell you to. Right. And you can't like relax your body until we right. tell you to. And kids are signing up to do this. Yes. Hours and hours on end. Yes. And we have to somehow make it attractive to them to yeah. do it. And apparently we do because they, they come back. Mm -hmm. But that can't start with content. That can't start without some sort of Ted Lasso magic. Right. And if right. it if it does, it, it it's gonna fizzle. So Again, I, I think this makes sense that we're so focused, you and I are on our on our culture of our groups and making sure it's right because there is something to having a a meaningful experience that is hard work, but it doesn't have to be painful. No. It doesn't have to be painful. No. And it it's gonna be challenging and require effort. Yes. Right? It will. Just like being in the weight room. Or being on the soccer field or yes. being across the country trip. It's going to require 
some kind of sweat equity, yes. some kind of it's mental mind blown, right? Yes. And that to be like in the diligence and the, the dedication to keep back coming back to it is, um, you know, important. It is. And I think that's the most, one of the more important jobs that is student centric, but not about students, is that as teachers, we have to make everything we do attractive. We can't, I, I mean, I know it can't be done, but if we if we attack it like everything we do is attractive and kids want to be a part of it, there's something there. Right. right. I don't I don't know how to do that all the time. Right. But we'd be out of a job. Right. If we couldn't do that. So that's my big that's my big rock for a marching band that I, I want to stay on track is is effectively managing the student leaders. Managing the student leaders, excuse me, to help um, connect. Create the culture so the expectation is to follow the large group, but the but you want the large group to function well. Correct. So and it's like you said, you want, we want to be out of a job, yes. not because we want to work less, but so if we are away from the group, mm -hmm. whether we're off the field, we're there mm -hmm. in their own rehearsal, we're dealing with something else, they're not functioning any differently. Right. Right. And if we can do that, yes. Oh, dude. Right. We might finally be good teachers. Right. And yeah, and then the culture is cracked, and then they're they're getting from this vehicle, they're growing. And, and hopefully it's contagious. It's contagious, right. And so that and that's again, that is not like a band thing. That is no, no. that is anything. And and we've seen classes not band related that we can go in and, and see sure. like, oh, there's there's some synergy in synergy, that room. Yes. And that's fun. That is. So that's good. That's good. That's good. So in review. In review. Little chops. You said hello to chops. You said hello to chops. Because we were like trying to find a word and we, we right. had gone with like teaching burrito yeah. at one point. And teaching burrito, teaching that. taco. Teaching trifecta. That was the initial episode. <sighs> I said demonic bulldogs. I don't know if you ever got that. Demonic bulldogs. That was the blue demons from oh, the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and the butler, butler bulldogs, demonic uh, oh, bulldogs. Oh yeah, demonic bulldog. Okay. Um, but Grant, again, Grant Longabaugh is the one that it said chops. Chops. And that and that just seemed to kind of yeah. hit. That was that was good. So um, chops um, talked about what the beginning of summer looked like for us and kind of disconnecting from the school um, schedule. Mm -hmm. And then hopes, dreams, and schemes for Hashtag DSL Coda. DSL Coda looking for our first class that we're starting and the culture that we would like to start or the the big the big ideas that we have about this and maybe we could you know we could do something with that down the road too with um <laughs> creating the culture in class piano Ooh. or like what that, what do yeah. we want right um that's a yeah. jazz band that's good um concert band and those would all look different right even though AP music teachers. theory yeah or music theory whatever it is fascinating so i think that's good so maybe we should uh, call it a wrap? We should. Before we do, we have a name now. It's called Chops Podcast. And we also have an Instagram. And we have a TikTok. We have a TikTok! Dude. TikTok, TikTok, you know, TikTok. I'm not, I'm not like old, but I don't feel young anymore either. Like the TikTok, I've never done the TikTok thing, but we're on we there. We have Instagram, TikTok, and we podcast. Have, we have podcasts. We're on Apple and we're on Spotify. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at, at chops underscore podcast. 
That's us. Chops underscore podcast. No caps. I know. We're like pretty legit. Wow. And we will post mildly funny reels yeah. from time to time. We've had we've had two already. We've had two. And, and we've gotten some followers. So if you are uh, listening to us on, on Apple or Spotify and you have not clicked that subscribe, Click it once. Right now. Right now. Do it. And if, if you want to unclick it later, that's fine. We just want we just want to go with your impulse right now. And just yeah, get it. Exactly. And then if you think that we're mildly entertaining, go find us on those um, on TikTok and Instagram and give us a follow there. Show us some love. We'd appreciate that. And if you're feeling real generous, real generous, you could rate and review the show on po- Apple Podcasts. I wonder who the first person. Well, if we're going to get anybody to rate or review. Would your mom do it? Would you get Sue Peterson on there? Would she do it? No, because she wouldn't do well. This is the best podcast ever. <laughs> is that what my mom sounds like? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's us. So that's that's this this week's episode, okay. and we're gonna we'll keep um, pushing them out weekly. Okay. So yeah. for Steve Peterson and Jack Eagle, we're out of here. <laughs>